welcome to Medium Cool, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Austin Glidden, and as always, you can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Medium Cool Pod. It's facebook.com backslash Medium Cool Pod. You can search Medium Cool Pod on Instagram and we'll pop up, and at Medium Cool Pod on Twitter. You can also email us at mediumcoolpod at gmail.com. And while you're at it, give us a like or a subscribe or follow us or wherever you're listening to this. Do the thing that you do to you know keep up with all things Medium Cool. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a rating or a review that will really help us out and we appreciate all that you do so that said uh today i finally have joe shearer back uh you know i just feel like in in the past uh little while we just uh either i haven't had time or our schedules uh, weren't able to uh mesh but um now things have kind of slown slown slowed down uh for joe i think and for me a bit as well so we were able to finally connect and today we're talking about the film that came out uh recently called till uh following the or telling rather the story of emmett till uh we'll talk about that quite a bit here in a few moments I wanted to let you all know uh, that I really appreciate you listening and I'm very excited to see what 2023 has uh, you know in store for us. I am still doing my 2022 cram because unlike people like Joe, I don't get all of the screeners. I get some, not all. And uh, so I sometimes have to wait, <clears throat> excuse me, to see some of the movies that are coming out. And uh, so we always do our best of 2022 at the end, like the last Tuesday of January, pretty much is when that episode usually drops. And uh, this month we have five weeks or yeah, five weeks of Tuesdays, basically. And so January 31st, um, unless I choose to do it earlier. <laughs> Um, but the plan right now is January 31st. We're going to do our, uh, 2022 review and talk about our top 10 favorite films of last year. It's going to be Matthew Sosi, Joe Shearer and I, at least, uh, that's the plan. As of now, I have gotten confirmation. So if they back out, you know, they're little bastards. But anyways, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, so the three of us, like always, uh, every year it has been the three of us up to this point. And so I'm looking forward to doing that with them uh, again this year. So all of that said, uh, here is uh, Joe and I talking about the newish film, Till. All right, Joe, we are here to talk about Till from 2022. Um, I don't know. I don't think you are probably anymore, but I am doing my 2022 cram still because we here at Medium Cool, we do our top 10 a month late. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll be I'll be sharing mine, I think, maybe down the road with you. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's sort of a, a break time for me as far yeah. as movies go. But um, uh, January is dead zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I use January as catch up month because I don't get all the things. Right. So I have to sometimes catch up with things. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot. So dude, yeah. there's, yeah, there's just too much. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, one of those things that I caught up with finally is Till. Yes. It is directed uh, by Chinonya Chukwu. Oh, I think I fucked that one up. Uh, you right. got a better one for me? <laughs> I, I, I was going to say Chinonye Chukwu. That was, you know, I was just like looking at it a few minutes ago and I was like, man, boy, if I had that IMDb Pro account still, I could give you the pronunciation because they have very, uh, very nice pronunciation guides. Uh, in you know IMDb what's so Pro. stupid, though, that it's yeah. hidden behind a Pro account. 
Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, yep. fucking. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Uh, so the, this director, uh, great. You have a uh, a woman and a person of color trying to tell the story of a woman and person of color. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, kudos to that. I think it's awesome. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, that's who it was directed by, written by uh, Michael. See, I, here it goes again. Really or Riley? Because I have students who huh? have that spelling and it's really. <laughs> I think they're I think they pronounce their names wrong. Michael Riley, Keith uh, Beauchamp, and uh, the director was also one of the writers. The cast is Danielle Deadweiler, which I have to say, I'm just going to say right up front, excellent performance. Yes. Um, Jalen Hall, Frankie Faison, and Whoopi Goldberg, dude. Yeah. Who's also awesome in this and not in it that much, but like surprisingly uh not that whoopie's bad i'm just saying like i just didn't expect this yeah. i didn't watch any trailers of this by the way before seeing it which i usually do when i know i'm gonna watch something mm-hmm. um so i didn't really watch anything so i had no idea whoopie goldberg was even in this and yeah. so i'm watching i'm like holy shit um <laughs> anyways uh release date was october 28th 2022 mm-hmm. budget of 20 million box office of 9 million And um, I'm going to pause here before we get into the movie. And I want to talk to you. We've had some mutual friends talk uh, on uh, on social media and things about this. And I just want your quick input on this, I guess. I've noticed that just doing episodes recently, a lot of movies like Till and a number of others she said was this way as well. Um, but even even some that seem like they would do much, much better um, in theaters. What we're seeing is you have all the blockbusters and stuff doing gangbusters. And then you have these more kind of like maybe critical successes or the I don't know what you want to call them, just like the dramas or whatever, yeah. you know, like the award winners, so to speak, or whatever, just kind of tanking in the box office. I have my theory. Mm-hmm. Curious what you think about this. Well, I feel like I feel like to a degree it's kind of a COVID effect. You know, when you know when COVID hit, we stopped doing everything. As I'm sure everyone listening to this would you know remembers uh, you know very explicitly. Um, and then when you know by the time the pandemic was winding down to a degree where we were going back out, it kind of became let's go to the movies, but we only want to see big movies. So, you know, there's, yeah, like you said, the blockbusters are, are still doing all right. You know, Avatar is cleaning up. Um, we got uh, Megan, I think, came, which came out last week, did, yeah. it, it kind of outperformed expectations, but it didn't unseat Avatar by any, you know, by any means. But, um, you know, we we kind of are getting this kind of effect where, these dramas that people used to kind of flock to see that especially these sort of award season kind of dramas like like this one people would run out and and go see them but it seems like now they're looking for big movies and um you know i i think people will are more i think they're more content to just kind of sit and watch this watch a movie like this at home and uh, I, i don't know that's it's is that a shame i mean maybe but you know i i think as long as we're seeing them um it, it it can it can be okay as long as we are catching up with them but um it would be nice to see a movie like this make a lot of money and and be a, a big rousing success and have people talking about it uh in, yeah. a, in a mainstream way i i want to say this because i didn't know this avatar has made 1.7 billion dollars yeah <laughs> yeah 
holy shit yeah. dude yeah i didn't realize it had like swept up that much that's crazy anyways um so yeah so here here's my theory curious what you think of it i'll say it real quick i barely touched on this last week i think mm-hmm. uh when i was going solo i kind of mentioned it but at first i thought it was pandemic and i do think it's peripherally tied to the pandemic but i think part of it too it's something i've seen i'm curious if you've seen this uh, happen with theaters near you but uh i've noticed that um you'll get a movie like like tar was here um let's see what else uh bones and all um i'm trying to think of some of the other movies kind of in that vein um i don't i think we had everything everywhere all at once if i'm not mistaken uh in one of our theaters but the point is like we'd have like that level of movie right and um you would you'd see that it would have like the first week it would have three screenings you know like one usually early afternoon mid-afternoon and evening and then week two, it would be down to like the ten thirty slot p.m. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, um, but like all of the blockbusters are like forty screenings the entire time, and they keep just like swallowing up uh, more of the dates that are the times rather that could be going uh, to some of these others to balance. And um, obviously this is being done because the pandemic completely like squashed theaters in many ways. Um, So I understand that they would want to be putting most of their theaters uh, up against, you know, or or combined with rather their uh, big budget money makers. Right. Um, So they end up kind of swallowing uh, up all of the uh, theaters. Yeah. the, the, The question is, is that a function of the theaters making changes? Or is it a function of, you know, the theaters are reacting to what people are doing? So um, I, I don't know how much of that is is an, some algorithm or, you know, and how much of that is just them reacting to um, what the audience is going to go after. So no, uh, I yeah. think that I think the latter is true. I think you make the, I think you make the point. And yeah. I think that's in large part because they suffered so much through the pandemic yeah. that how do you make money? Well, you give people what they want to see most. You don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, uh, I just find that interesting is all I'm saying that I have just noticed across the board, yeah. like all the movies that I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And like this tanked and I'm just scared they're going to stop making these. You know, what I'm, I mean, they're not going to altogether stop, but I'm just saying like them being accessible. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Absolutely. Anyways, uh, back to till 2022 here. It's not streaming anywhere at the moment, but I'm sure it will be coming uh, to a streaming service relatively soon. It's been out for a few months. Uh, you can technically buy it on Amazon virtually. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to see it, it's $19.99 there. But uh, it should be coming to streaming soon, if I had to guess. This movie is uh, the true story of Mamie Till uh, Mobley, uh, who recent... Uh, or Sorry, let me start over. Uh, this is the true story of Mamie Till Mobley's relentless pursuit of justice for her 14-year-old son, Emmett Till, who in 1955 was lynched while visiting his cousins in Mississippi. Um, I think most people listening would know the story of Emmett Till, I would hope. Um, if you don't, uh, this is the story of a 14-year-old boy uh, who went, as it said in the little synopsis there, with his cousins to Mississippi, uh, had an encounter uh, with a white woman um, at a general store. And uh, as a result, he was essentially kidnapped by some super racist white dudes mm-hmm. and beaten to death (laughs) like uh i mean that's really it's not nothing to laugh at i'm just saying um that's fucked up 
And so the story itself is just one of those endlessly fucked up stories because mm-hmm. the guys were never convicted. They lived their lives outside, you know, uh, mm-hmm. of, of that conviction their whole time. They later admitted to it. You know, I, I remember learning about this in, in uh, undergrad as a freshman in a history class. And yeah. just being like, what? Like, just completely baffled by this story. Mm-hmm. So if some of you haven't heard of this, th- this is just a big story you should know about. Yes. So um, in terms of the film, Joe, I know that you saw this at the Heartland Film Festival, if I remember correctly. And I'm you just do. curious, because um, you and I had seen each other uh, shortly after that, or mm-hmm. maybe even that same day or the next day. And uh, you, you, I remember you saying that you liked it quite a bit. And I'm curious, can you describe kind of what your first impression was after you saw it at the festival? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the the film festival crowd is going to be one that's pretty um, supportive of my, you know, of, of the viewpoints that, you know, the, the film is espousing and, you know, that I would also agree with. But um, it's... Uh, it, it was, yeah, it was a, a, I'd call it a powerful experience, you know, uh, you know, film, filmically speaking, cinematically speaking. Um, it, it's, it's a story that, you know, like you said, most people know, but they kind you know, if, and if they're anything like me, they know, but they don't have a lot of the blanks filled in, you know, and it's like, how could this happen? How could, you know, how, you know, what's the level of just the racism that was there and the level of the people that were, you know, that are involved in the story? And, and then, you know, and what was the, what actually happened? It was in the, the, the power, the power of the movie to me was in getting to see exactly what happened. And most of the time, a, a film like this, you know, or a, an event like this, you always think, well, there's always more to the story. And as it turns out, there really isn't. It's really you know, the, the way that it's portrayed in the film, you know, just depicts exactly what they said. You know, the, you know, a, a, a black boy whistles at a white woman in a store in a public place. She takes offense to it. She tells her boyfriend or her parents or whomever in, you know, deep South Mississippi, and they jump in their trucks and drive over to the house and demand that he be turned over and they drag him and just beat him mercilessly. Um, just like in a, in a way that's just so far beyond any reason, you know, it, it's just like, it's just the, an utter, like an utter tragedy, you know, um, that number one, that this would happen, that someone would, someone would do this, that there's a, you know, a group of sadistic men who could do this. And then they were essentially, um, they're essentially given the vote of confidence by the legal system, you know, the, lo- the local legal system. And you, and you kind of see along the way, every spot um, where they are just honestly, you know, where, you know, basically just like you see almost the boxes just be checked off. Like, okay, yeah. here it is. You know, here's what happened. Here's what happens afterward. And everybody's just kind of, it was just kind of a big collective shrug. And uh, it just, it, it really resonated in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is just this is one of those movies that I feel like I have I wouldn't even say strong opinions about, but I feel mm-hmm. like I have like these polarizing opinions and I want your thought on it. Yeah. Because overall I like the movie. And and I want I want to point out a few things that we might talk about a little bit. Um there like the the visual aesthetic is an interesting juxtaposition to the story. Yeah. Um, like for as dark and grim as the story is, the movie is extremely vibrant and colorful. Mm-hmm. Um almost the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I found that to be 
an interesting juxtaposition. You know what I mean? Um, I I can't put my finger on why, but I also don't need a why. Does that make sense? Like, yes, like I, yeah. I don't know if this was just like a frivolous aesthetic mm-hmm. decision um, or if there was a reason that I'm just not putting my finger on because I, I watched this like two or three days ago, so mm-hmm. I just maybe haven't processed it either. Yeah. Um, but still, uh, looks beautiful. Um, the music, there was one thing I want to point out. The, the score... Um, I'd say up to about the first, uh, basically unt- until um, Bo, as they call Emmett Till, yeah. uh, when Bo left uh, Chicago, uh, everything up to that point, which is probably half an hour or so, 20 minutes, something like that, um, the score was awesome. And in my notes, I was just like, dude, this score rules. Because yeah. it was like strings playing something really beautiful, but the notes would just kind of slide in and out of tune a little bit. So yeah. it was almost like a Johnny Greenwood, like there will be blood the power of the dog type. <laughs> like it wasn't that exactly, it wasn't as percussive and weird, but I mean, just like that kind of that level of like disorientation and like this kind of weird impending doom, you know? And I was like, dude, this score fucking rules, dude. Yeah. Um, and because we know the story of this, we know what that is foreshadowing. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I liked that. Um, and uh, it did unfortunately kind of let up throughout the film. Like they didn't do that as much. Um, but it was uh, while it lasted very, very cool. Um, also, uh, and we'll, we're, we're definitely going to come back to this. But, dude, the performance by uh, Danielle Deadweiler, this had to be the most exhausting shoot in the world. I don't think there's a single scene where there aren't tears in her eyes right. at some point or she's sobbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine acting this. Yeah, uh, that's all I can say. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I want to kind of book in this. Uh, much like the film book ends uh, <laughs> uh, with two very, very similar scenes in an apartment, uh, one a flashback and one uh, taking place presently. Um, I want to book in this with going back to some of these positive things because I have more. I wouldn't call them negative per se, but I just want your opinion on them. This yeah. is some of the hang ups that I have. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of come back to Dan, uh, uh, Deadweiler's performance and things like that. Um, so. uh I follow a guy named Matt Hurt on Letterboxd. Mm -hmm. He watches like fucking everything. Yeah, I know Matt. Yeah. And uh, he wrote this about the movie. Danielle Deadweiler is amazing as Mamie Till. Uh, Her heartbreak and anger is visceral. Totally agree. Uh, The movie just feels a little bit beholden to that certain award season Hollywood prestige aesthetic that undercuts the horrific story it's recounting. Mm. And as I was watching the movie, I kept having kind of a hang up. And when I read this bit, it like really res it. Like I felt like the puzzle pieces went together on the things that kind of held it back from being maybe as effective as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, I hate to use this term because I like the movie, but it got, it felt really Oscar baity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now yeah. I'm I'm not taking anything away from from uh, Deadweiler's performance or anything like that. I already said like like she's great, um, but man, they like really ham it up in that first act mm-hmm. where they make Emmett Till like the most like lovable kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like to an absurd degree, like almost laughable. Like how just like everyone loves this kid and he's just such a such a fun kid to watch yeah. um and he's just the sweetest and you know i i i i didn't know the real Emmett till of course you know that was 
sure. decades before I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I don't know how he was in real life, but it just seems a little on the nose to emphasize this for later effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, like yes. they're trying really fucking hard to make you love this kid. So when bad things happen, you feel it. And that's like manipulative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the story for me, the story is already sad enough. Like, like, yes. like, even if you were trying to make this funny, it just can't be like, it's just right. too fucked up. Yeah. So like trying to make it sadder or trying to make audiences feel something that if you're like a psychopath, if you don't feel something, you know, uh, about this story, just because it's like so intense. Um, I don't know. It just, it seemed weird. I'm just curious because you're nodding at me a lot. I'm curious yeah. if you felt a similar thing. I know you still really like the movie, so we're yes. not we're not gauging our opinions of it, good or bad. I'm just curious on this specific thing with Oscar bait. How did you feel that? Did that affect at all? Like, how'd that go? Uh, no, I I agree completely. Um, it it is, you know, it it is a movie dealing in a, you know, in a powerful topic. You know, it's in a in a very you know, like I said, just unbelievably tragic story. And it's, and it's done well for the most part, but it also has what I, you know, when I was watching it, of course I was watching it at the Heartland Film Festival and it had sort of, it almost had that film festival sheen to it. Um, and and by that, I mean, if, if you've ever been to a film festival and uh, have watched a lot of movies, you'll find a lot of movies like this where it's, they focus a, a historical event or, Sometimes it, you know, it, it maybe it's a, you know, it's just maybe a racially themed, uh, you know, film or uh, a film about social injustice of some kind. And it'll have, and it'll be very on the nose at times. It'll have um, this certain look. And the first thing I thought was uh, when, you know, you mentioned the the kind of the visual palette of the film. The first thing I thought was that it looked a lot like a lot of these movies that I've seen that are very, that were very low budget, that um, you know, there there was a movie called, and, and I don't want to disparage this movie at all because it was a fine movie. It's a movie called Pearl that I saw years ago, and it was about a, a Native American woman who was a pilot, but it was incredibly low budget. It was very low budget, and it had this sort of soft focus to it all the time. It was, and like you said, visually very bright, but a but a very soft focus. It sort of an almost like a golden age of Hollywood kind of you know close yeah. up soft focus. And this film didn't necessarily have that, but it did have that, like you said, the very just kind of bright colors and and it was very brightly lit. And it almost, and it gave it an almost, and I hate to use the, the word amateurish because I don't want to, again, I don't want to disparage it in that way, but it was it was sort of, it, it gave it kind of a, a less polished feel. This, you know, it, it, let me say this. It, yeah. Its aesthetic does mm-hmm. not feel... Um, cinematic in the way that i would say it feels like um a something that netflix or hulu or amazon prime like an original you do you know what i mean where it's like a lower budget but they have enough budget to pull this off kind of but it doesn't have that immersive quality would you agree with that yes i I did not really get immersed in this much at all i was more very much a spectator the whole time right i could feel what you're talking about for sure yeah yeah and you know and and going back to that those first scenes like you said um those those were very well done you said you know you mentioned with the soundtrack and you know how there's this kind of this foreboding sense of it and and even in, in dead weiler's performance there there's this you know there's kind of this 
you know dis-ease that she has going in you know because he you know he wants to go visit his cousins and his you know his grandma is, is very much like yes go let him go let him but also she's like make sure he knows he's got to be careful but but there's underneath that there's just this feeling of kind of this vague feeling of dread that they convey very well and then once they get down to mississippi it it kind of clicks and it's it you know there's there's a, just a little bit of uh, again, it's it's hard to not use words that have a negative connotation, but it's a little yeah. bit maudlin at times. Um, it it kind of and I and I think when I originally saw it, I, I you know I, I don't know if I wrote about it or if I just but maybe I was talking to someone about it. It kind of toes that line. It doesn't. It never really crosses over. It it kind of pulls back at key moments um, as as uh, Mamie becomes, uh, you know, she kind of struggles from just being like a grieving mother to becoming a you know, to becoming like a warrior in a sense, like she, there's a, yeah. there's kind of a moment where she becomes a social justice warrior and, and it, it pulls back a little, just enough to keep it from running off the rails. Yeah. It, it, I feel like that happens so fast too. It's like one scene, she's like being uh propositioned by someone to like go political. Yeah. And she's like, my son just died. And she like yells at him. Mm -hmm. She's like, no. And then like literally like five to 10 minutes later, she's like, doing political stuff <laughs> yes. and then five to ten minutes yeah. later she's like the head of a political movement you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah it, and it, it's it like was, damn it, it would have been nice to see a, like the the transformation drag you know just dragging that out a little bit they could have even if they were if they wanted to they could have even clipped the beginning part a little bit taken like you said take i mean listen jalen hall i think is the 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 actor who plays um uh, Emmett Till. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, and he's very good. He, and he's a, he's a big personality and he's a big part of it, but if they had the, it's, there's just, there's a few things that, that make this a very good movie that could have been a transcendent movie. You know, it could have been a, an all timer, like a, like a movie that we're, you know, we're seeing in 10 years as, as a clip and, you know, in the Oscars on great movie moments or, you know, um, yeah. so but you know, there's just a couple of things that make it stumble just a just a hair, just enough to to keep it from you know just being like an all time great, basically. Yeah, and you, you know what I think that is too is because uh, when when I after I finished the movie, I was like, you know what the structure should have been, and mm -hmm. then you know what I did? I actually laid out the exact structure <laughs> of the movie, and I was like, well, okay, so it's not a structural problem. Mm -hmm. Why didn't this work? And I was thinking about scenes, and I'm like, well cut out all that stuff in the apartment at the beginning yeah. with like the with like Emmett like dancing and and then I was like actually that's exactly what I want in the movie mm -hmm. I just don't think that was effective yeah does that make sense like yeah. like if it could have been if the things they do could have been done more effectively mm -hmm. um because that should build that should help develop who Emmett is yes. and instead it felt maudlin that was your yeah. word and i yeah. that's a perfect word for it actually yeah. um and yeah so that was um, this next this ties exactly into like the other thing i guess tying into uh, like i guess criticisms if you would because again i want to go back uh briefly to talk about some of the high points of this mm -hmm. but I, it's like with a movie like this being about like uh, a topic that is still very alive today and in yeah. recent years has been um like spot on you know yeah. what i mean mm -hmm. uh <coughs> excuse me it's so hard especially as like a white person 
yeah. to say anything negative because I don't want it to come off like I'm just like disregarding this. I take right. this very seriously, and I think this story needs to be told. I wish it was told a bit more effectively, mm-hmm. um, but I think the story is like a great source of kind of informative, dramatic storytelling. Yeah. Um, I also ask myself who the audience is for this. Mm-hmm. Um, is it wide audience? Are we educating white folks? Are we, is this for the black community? Um, people of color? Yeah. All of the, but like, like what is this? The reason I ask is because with the exception of a few parts, and I'll tell you those parts in a moment. Yeah. Um, given the subject matter, should this be as easy to watch as it was for me? Cause you said it was a bit rough. Mm-hmm. I found this very easy to watch. And I think yeah. part of it was, um, I mean, it sucks again. This, right. you understand why this is a tricky little tightrope because I'm, I'm not yeah. saying that like what happens in the movie mm-hmm. is not like fucked up. Okay. Right. But what right, I'm right. saying is the execution of it feels like it's watered down a bit to an extent. Yeah. And all of the drama is in Deadweiler's performance. Yeah. Um, where like that's where I feel something. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, well, and in these few scenes I touched on, I mean, when she first sees Emmett when he comes back, yeah, um, and you see the dead body, yeah, I think it's so tastefully done at first because, um, whenever they pull back the sheet, you can't see the body. There's like a bo- the like the foot uh, post of a bed is like in yes. the way, so you can't see the body, but mm-hmm. you see um, the mother and her partner's reaction to seeing yes. the body. Mm-hmm. Super well done. So that yeah. was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mamie asks everyone to leave. So she she says, leave us talking about Bo mm-hmm. uh, or Emmett Till, you know, and uh, the two of them are in there and she feels because you can't tell it's him, you know, right. so she feels like his feet and his legs and they're all kinds of like deformed and puffed out from being in the water for three days. And yeah. It's like fucked up. And if you've seen the real pictures, which I feel like most people that know Emmett Till also have seen the pictures, yeah. it's pretty spot on from what you can tell. Yeah. Granted, pictures are black and white. This is in color. It looks like 80s like horror movie makeup, to be honest. Right. Like, But at the same time, it's like, I bet that's actually how it looked. Yeah. Like, it, it looks unbelievable. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. And, and it's, it's like crazy. So like, that's great because she feels it and she realizes this is my son. And she just breaks down and it's the kind of like wailing grief that you hear whenever you watch those videos of how like like Africans uh, grieve for their they like believe like certain African communities believe in like letting out all of your grief and wailing and screaming, you know, like like that's how you release this thing. Mm -hmm. And there's almost like that to an extent, like not to that degree, but like she's like really sobbing here. Yes. Um, And that was like very effective. Uh, Mm -hmm. The scene where she, for the first time in the courtroom, sees the men responsible for her son's death. There's this very subtle shot of her looking over Mm -hmm. and seeing the two men. Camera cuts to the two men, cuts back to her. And it's this nuanced face where she's like, you motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, like she finally sees them. Mm -hmm. Um, That's great. Like, like it has its moments, right? Where, uh, uh, well, I'll say it. It has its moments of greatness. Yeah. These little things peeking through the veil, so to speak, yes, right? Absolutely. Where it's like, man, if the whole movie was this, mm-hmm. like this would be so good, right? Right, right. Um, but I just found it 
easy to watch because it felt so kind of almost watered down with the exception of, like I said, a couple of these scenes. Uh, I I want everyone to know. I'll just I don't consider this being ruined because the movie is actually about Mamie, not Emmett Till. Right, right. So um, we never see Emmett Till get killed. We see a shot from a distance on a barn with lights inside and screaming coming from the distance. Yes. Um, and then we see a a black, uh, like, uh, basically slave. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's right. a worker for this right. family, but he's basically a slave. Um, and he's hearing this happen. So we see it from his perspective out in, like, the field or whatever. Yeah. Um, you never see him die. The last right. thing I would ever want Till to be is an exploitation of this event. Absolutely. The yeah. last thing I'd ever want this to be. Mm-hmm. So part of me wonders, who is this made for? And I'm getting back to my question to you now. Who is this mm-hmm. made for? Because I feel like if it's made for the black community, this is how it should have been handled. They don't yeah. they know what happened. They live. Yeah. They like basically live this, you know, sure. like I, I get that. I know I don't. And part of me is like. Ah, part of me takes that weird um, uh, stance with that. A lot of like art films and things. Funny games does it where it's like, I'm going to make you motherfuckers sit and watch. Yes. You're yeah. just going to watch this happen. And part of me is like, is that what we needed? Like, do do we actually need to see this happen so we can feel what this mother feels? Right. I don't know if that's necessary. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just had kind of a hang up where it was like, I just feel weird that this is just like easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Did you have that at all? That experience? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel I, I feel like there's a there were a few moments that were difficult to watch you know they they you, you know you mentioned they eventually do show his body and um yeah it, that's one yeah the you know the when you're speaking narratively um it's what's the moment to show that is it is it when she sees him or is it when you know because you know that this is the you know one of the big parts of the story is that she decides you know i want an open casket and yeah you know knowing that there's going to be thousands of people coming to you know to to see his body um and, you know, everyone is like, no, no, you can't do that. And she's like, no, to hell with that. I'm, you know, I want everyone to see what this is. And that's a, you know, that that's kind of a big moment, you know, and they, I, I think, you know, again, they're, they're balancing tactfulness with, you know, kind of the power of, of film. And um, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't really blame them, you know, either kind of either way you go, really, you know, I think, yeah. I think there's, you know, there's, there's almost not a wrong way to handle it. You know, yeah. you, you, are you, you know, are you respectful and, and, and try to show, um, try, you know, try to not show as much as you can and leave it to the imagination, which is, you know, was again, the, the, the older style of filmmaking back in the days of, you know, the, the censorship boards and things where they're like, well, we're not going to show X, Y, and Z, you know, there, there was something to the power of, of subtlety and, and suggestion um, and of course, today, you know, in today's society, well, there's a lot more, you know, we've we've lived through and, you know, and I, I don't want to compare it to horror movies and things, but, you know, we see explicit horror films all the time where there are grotesque things, absolutely grotesque things happening. I've been watching American Horror Story on, you know, uh, with with my girlfriend and, you know, there's some pretty grotesque things happening there. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, you know, there are in there are films like The Passion of the Christ where. You know, it's they show every detail of you know of of the crucifixion, right? Uh, to to an almost to an unsettling degree, and it's like, well, do we make that? Do we do that here? You know, is is there a place for that? 
Um, I, I I guess I would argue overall for for this film. This film is meant for. I I think you know to kind of answer that question. I feel like it's meant for um, people who th- this film is going to preach to the choir, right? Like this, so to speak. This yeah. film isn't going. You know, we're not trying to. We're trying to shine a light on society, not necessarily on, you know, the white people who would think, you know, who would roll their eyes at this movie. Um, I, you know, I, although I, I would hope some people would watch this and maybe be swayed by it, but you know, this isn't, this isn't a movie interested in debating, you know, things. This is just a movie that's like, look, this is what things are. This is what it is. And so they can, you know, they can have that, you know, that the tastefulness, so to speak. Um, Yeah. And not have to not have to show every detail that you know and and go in a and and I you know I don't know that's not again not right or wrong I think I think there's room um, in cinema for something that's just so in your face about things but um, but I'm also kind of grateful that you know that this was a little easier to watch um, yeah you know but yeah. but it's also yeah. but that also doesn't mean you know like I said that we can. That, that we shouldn't I, I i'll say to to your point i i went in expecting it to be more difficult to watch than it was i was as you know as a person i was sort of relieved by that but you know the the critic in me that you know the person who's you know a, a film fan um was kind of like they could they could have been a little more direct and in your face with it but i, I you know again i i think the, the sensitivity of it was was enough i honestly i think that uh, you know you, you can you can if if i if i wanted to be critical maybe you could be like oh well the white people in this movie were portrayed you know so stereotypically you know um <laughs> carolyn bryant Haley bennett plays carolyn bryant like she doesn't play her with any kind of subtlety whatsoever she was she plays her as racist and you know uh, and really it it would have and it would have kind of been interesting to see her show some sort of you know contrition at the end but they really aren't interested in that and i think that's you know i think that's fine because um you know the the people who were um the you know the the people who obviously who killed him were very unrepentant and they you know they they lived long healthy happy lives and you know outside of prison walls you know outside of you know being put to death which you know mississippi is you know not unfond of doing to criminals um they you know they they lived very happy healthy lives they got they they profited off of his death you know yeah yeah you know through a magazine article so it's kind of like i don't have a problem with these people not being depicted as well-rounded characters you know cinematically because it seems like they were horrible and terrible human beings Also, um, it's from Mamie's perspective. Yes. So of course she's like, these yeah. guys are motherfuckers. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Like, sure. like these guys suck. Yeah. Period. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that's kind of how I took that because I did notice it's like literally every white person in this is either fucking stupid yeah. or just so outwardly and comfortably racist. Right. That like you know it, it's it's like um it's like in Rambo four the main villain it's like yeah. he just like like 
murders everyone in this village and you see him throw a kid in the fire it's like yes. that's how they make him a bad guy <laughs> like, right there's yeah, like no not... development there's nothing he's just bad yeah um yeah. you know it's and like sometimes it's, that's okay yeah so this is a case where it's like hey it's from mamie's perspective mm-hmm. and if this is how she perceived herself being treated mm-hmm. so be it what yeah. like why would she remember the random neutral white people like she probably right. only would remember these fucking terrible people yeah, um, yeah through that instance um so you know whatever um but yeah i just i guess that was kind of a thing i remember when the last point i'll make with this ease to watch thing mm-hmm. uh when the when the white men came to uh preacher's house to or pastor's house, whatever they called that dude I, yeah. I, he has an actual name i'm just ignoring it uh moses Wright. Yeah. uh they go to moses's house uh, where uh, Emmett's staying and uh, they beat on the door and stuff, you know, and they come in and they take, they take Emmett and yeah. he's gone. Right. And then the next scene is the scene I described with the, with the barn and the, and the lights and the screaming. Yeah. Um, like, God, I wish that was really intense. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen nocturnal animals? Do you remember that movie at all? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Remember whenever Jake Gyllenhaal's driving down the street in the flashback of Amy Adams book? Yeah. Or, or, no, no, sorry, sorry. Amy Adams is reading Jake Gyllenhaal's character's book mm-hmm. and they're driving down the road and there are these people that keep like running up on them and stuff and they eventually yeah. uh, make them pull over. And uh, it's just so fucking uncomfortable. That whole scene yeah. is just hard to sit through to an extent because it's just like tense. Right. And, like it. Part of me is just like, dude, like, can you, this is the perfect content to make so fucking intense. Yeah. It fits narratively. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it yeah. doesn't take any more budget, I would argue. Like, it's mm-hmm. all in how you execute it sure, yeah, and, yeah. and all that. And again, it's like, I feel like that shouldn't be, like, easy to watch. Right. You get what I'm saying? And that's yeah. just kind of yeah. my point yeah. because they kind of just come in and take him and point a gun at someone like it's yeah. just kind of done. You know what I mean? And maybe that's accurate. Yeah. This is a point maybe where I would take liberties <laughs> uh-huh. just right. so we can maybe feel the intensity the characters do. Mm-hmm. And you do that at the expense of maybe giving it more time than it did in real life or yeah. being inaccurate. But you're making us feel what they felt rather than being accurate because this level of accuracy doesn't ultimately matter to the narrative right um but anyways so those are my only kind of like criticisms if you'd call them i wasn't like super huge on this movie but i did like some things i mentioned the music Uh, i wish it would have kept up being so good the whole time but it was good the whole time it was just i thought at the beginning even though i felt really manipulative the way they were using it Mm -hmm. man i thought it was so good though yeah, I was really yeah. into it. The visual aesthetic of the super colorful. Um, I t- 100% agree with everything you said about it feeling having a certain vibe. Yeah. Like I said, it felt like a streaming service original vibe to me. <laughs> like, that's kind of right. how I thought of it. But, um, you know, I was like, kudos to you. You know, like you're yeah. trying to juxtapose this really horrifying grim shit with mm-hmm. like a bright movie. Hey, there was some level of thought there. I don't know what it means, but mm-hmm. I'm fine yeah. with it. Yeah. But it's that goddamn performance, dude. Deadweiler's yeah. performance. Tell me about this, dude. How did you respond to this performance? Obviously, 
people talking about it being uh, an award contender, mm -hmm. you know, like this great, great performance yeah. Uh, thoughts. Yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was absolutely fantastic, you know, and uh, you know, I, I do want to speak to, to uh, you know, that, that moment that, that you spoke please. with, you know, Moses Wright's character, just sorry, briefly. please. Yeah. I, I think what that one, that underscore and that, and that carries through uh, with Daniel Deadweiler's performance too, but it speaks to, I think the, you know, and because that character was, was well-respected and well-loved up until this point. And, you know, he was, you know, he was the person like everybody kind of looked up to and to a degree. And then you see that moment, just how powerless he is. And I, I think that's what that that's kind of the power of that particular scene is that, you know, not not playing it up, and you know, and, you know, amping up the drama. That it, it was it was to me, it was just chaotic enough to show, you know, it, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, in that maddening sort of way where you're like, you're like, oh, like, how do these guys get away with this? And it it just you have that second where you just realize he has no recourse whatsoever. He has zero power. If he yeah. if he does, I mean, he could have shot them. You know, he could have protected his, you know, he could have protected his nephew. But his and he and his entire family would have just been killed and, you know, summarily and no one would have batted an eye and. And that's kind of the that that to me is is kind of the the power of that that scene is that he is he's just so is so powerless in that moment. But yeah. also before but, we get to Deadweiler's performance, uh, though, I want to respond. If you have more to say about this, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say it's it's sort of a north versus south, I guess, and and that was something that that more than anything I think resonated with me at the beginning of the. That's as the film begins, you know, uh, you know, Emmett Till is is a northerner. He's from Chicago, I, I believe, if I remember yeah. right. And, you know, where the, you know, the, the lay of the land is much different than, you know, deep Mississippi, <laughs> you know, deep South where it's, you know, they're, you know, they're what we're a hundred years or so past slavery, but, you know, they're still fighting that as hard as they can. And it's, it's a diff completely different world. And that's what she cautions that, you know, everyone cautions him. And, you know, just as a kid, it's just that one mistake you know, down there that, that, you know, you, I mean, I guess you're, it depends on how you look at it. You know, he makes quote unquote, he makes a mistake, something obviously he shouldn't have to, you know, it shouldn't have to be termed a mistake. You know, maybe people could just not be horrible, but you know, he just reacts It's in a, in a moment, he reacts in a way that's not socially acceptable. And, you know, this is the outcome of it. You know, this is the result of it. Um, and, you know, and, and everyone in the place just, Kind of, you know, again, just kind of shrugs and looks the other way. So um, that's that's really to me is, is some you know some of those small moments are kind of the most the more interesting things to me. Yeah. Um, you know, more than even maybe not not more than the main narrative, but as much as the main narrative is is the look at society at the time you get. Sure, I I want to say this. I I don't feel like what's in my mind would be would affect anything you said about the um, kidnapping of Emmett Till. Mm -hmm. Um, because I didn't even feel like Emmett looked scared. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think, I think he didn't know. Yeah. I think he had no yeah, yeah. idea what was really that, happening. And that's cool. But I'm saying like, it happens so quick and there's, just, it's kind of just cut and dry. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, man, if you're going to, cause they're so dramatic throughout the whole thing. And this is the thing that you cut back on. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I guess that's kind of where I was not to say that you're wrong. Just, uh, uh, I'm watching it and I'm just like, 
Yeah. It's not a bad scene. It's just like, man, this could really this could be one of the scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and, and 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 Pastor could still be mm-hmm. everything you said, you know, it like just every but also the, the whenever he makes that bad choice of whistling at the woman, mm-hmm. right? Right. And not heeding the warnings of his his mother and grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um part of me it's like I watched that and I was like that's a bad move, bro. <laughs> like, right, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I understand we're like decades past and we like know that history in retrospect. Right. Uh, I know that he grew up in Chicago and there were different rules and now he's here. Mm-hmm. Dude, I totally get it. But I'm mm-hmm. like, that's an obviously bad choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's like part of me wishes I would, if I was going to spend time with Emmett in Chicago, show yeah. me other ways that he is kind of this impulsive. Yeah, because he's not that way literally at all, unless yeah. you count him like randomly dancing or something, sure. or singing like commercials or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but like, it's just like little things like that where I'm like, God, this could be so awesome. Yeah. And instead, yeah. it's just like a good movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, let, let's uh, let's move on while we have time to uh, um. Uh, the uh, Dead Weiler performance. I asked you about that, and then we got kind of sidetracked because i didn't let you speak so (laughs) go ahead dead weiler she she certainly carries the movie just and she lifts it you know she's it's it's probably a a top five performance you know just speaking and acting terms is top five of the year um i i think pretty easily um it's uh, you know we i think i'm i would probably be rooting for her um to to get a, a nomination and or a victory um, I, I think, you know, I mean, I don't want to Oscar prognosticate too much, you know, just talking about this movie, but um, she's, yeah. she's going to be in this, in the conversation, I think um, she's, she goes through everything. And I know, and I think, uh, you know, I, I think maybe again, a couple of choices here and there script wise or in editing or something could have um, could have made it undeniable, but she shows everything here. She, she, she goes out, you know, you, you mentioned the scene where, you know, where she, that, you know, she cries out and, you know, that, that was a moment where I was, I was almost, you know, from an acting perspective, hoping that I was just like, boy, what's like, this is going to be kind of pivotal to, to the performance. And I think she does it just somehow just right. Like it, yeah, it, it, it is that, you know, there, there's a lot of movies where a character like that, their reaction is can either make or break the movie and and i think she does just the right amount to to not you know to not pull you out of the movie and then everything after is again is kind of just the right amount of of um of, of everything to not be to not be over the top and yeah and sometimes, you know sometimes it, it approaches and i and i you know and again i don't i want to kind of just be like you know what this this movie tackling the subject matter should get a lot of leeway and, and, you know, let's give it some leeway to, and, and see what happens. And, and I think it, it does a, a good job of, of balancing, you know, balancing that, you know, the dramatization, the drama of it and, and being respectful to what's real and, and not, you know, and not being over the top in, in some way. And so I, I, I was very, I was like, just very happy. And I thought she did, you know, like you said, that from, from the the big acting moments, the showy moments to the to just those subtle ones, it was, you know, it, it was it was she was just kind of fantastic all around. Yeah, there's that moment where uh, they finally have the funeral, 
and yeah. uh, the mother, the the matriarch of the family in Mississippi, pastor's family, yes. um, Elizabeth Wright, played by uh, Keisha Tillis, mm-hmm. um, or Keisha Tillis, maybe. See, we're just yeah. going to keep fucking up names. That's just right. like the name of the, the game here today. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, like, sh- she's just like, I, I can't, I can't go up to him. And Mamie's like, but we have to. Like, I know you can't, but we have to. Right. And when she does, she breaks down. See, like the funeral was for as Oscar Beatty and manipulative as it felt. I still mm-hmm. felt it hard to watch. Yeah. You know, you know, so there are times yeah. where it's like, even though I don't like the execution, what mm-hmm. is happening? And most of it is just the inerrant drama of the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like this story is so fucked up. Yeah. Like in and of itself it has inerrant value and mm-hmm. like uh, dramatic value i mean of course it has value in general but i mean you know uh it's just there and that scene was like kind of hard to watch too and yeah. it's largely like fueled by the preceding and the following scenes with mamie like yeah. she kind of sets this certain thing and even um the elizabeth wright character mm-hmm. um uh, when she cries, she has that same kind of mournful cry as Mamie does, right? Like, this was clearly a choice made for the film that this is how people are going to react to grief and trauma, right? Yes. Um, and so uh, that was, uh, I just, I, I liked that a lot. And she's so good. Like, I have I have never once in my life thought about uh, Danielle Deadweiler. Like, I don't know. I'm looking now to see what else she's even been in. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I've seen any of these. I, I never got around to seeing The Harder They Fall. I saw Watchmen, uh-huh. but I don't remember her in it. Um, and it's just so it's, you know, it's just every few years, maybe a couple years, maybe even every year to some extent. But I feel like every few years we get some person that is relatively unknown or mm-hmm. underused. Yes. Like they've been in a lot of stuff, but they're just not particularly special. Yeah. I mean, I think you could even go as far as to say something like Brendan Fraser in The Whale, yeah. where it's like he's been around for decades, dude, mm-hmm. and he's done some really cool stuff. Like I thought he was really good in some of the Soderbergh stuff or, or the uh, No Sudden Move he's in for like fifth, like ten minutes. Yeah, and he was like my favorite character in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there's uh there's there's something about him and it's like the whale was it's almost like that was his breakout even though he's been in the business in and out of the business for forever yeah um and this had to be deadweilers yeah like this is like her moment yes yeah. and for that alone because the oscars it's like who fucking cares but it's like right. but for deadweiler this is a big deal so part yeah. of me is like regardless of whether i think it's the best or not it's like give it to her i don't care yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like I mean, make she, her now like she needs to be a made person you know yes yeah, yeah 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 and she yeah she needs to get from here she should be you know headlining movies she should and she should be you know or you know or series or whatever you know whatever she wants to do this should kind of vault her up you know in terms of, of um her career so it's uh it, yeah, and I I think you know I think she's right there, and and she should. I hope I hope it's a breakout for her because she absolutely deserves it, um, and I hope she gets a lot of attention for it, uh, because yeah, it's it's a it, it's a performance that she some I think some of the choices she made impacted the film, um, in in almost completely in a positive way. Um, you know that you know if you 
you know, if you if you look at these, you know, the kind of the history of of these of social justice movies, it's there's a lot of stuff that's that you know that kind of crosses that line and goes it goes into just like being too much, you know. And this movie, this movie could have you know very easily, and I think I think she does a lot to center and ground it, and um, it, you know, and and it's it, it, if there's anyone else here, I don't know what the outcome is, but. Um, you know, even even looking at people like Whoopi Goldberg, who's got a long you know history of of um, of showy kind of performances like that. Um, you know, going back to like The Color Purple and you know things like that. Like, yeah, she overshadows all of them. You know, Whoopi Goldberg is there for a few scenes and and she's fine and she's good, but it, it's not. She doesn't. She neither tries to kind of hijack the movie. Or, you know, nor does she. Nor does she in any way. You know, she's kind of just there. It's it's kind of remarkable how she shows up and she's just there and it it doesn't pull you out of the story, you know? Yeah. I uh, actually you know. thought she was amazing, Yeah, but, but she's not in it enough to, for that to mean much. Yeah. But it's like, for the exact reasons you're saying, she mm -hmm. somehow made a mark without stealing the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she was so believable as like a grandma. Like it was just like so hard for me to believe she just looked the way she did, let yeah, alone yeah. like let alone You're like right. talked in in her mannerisms. It was like just it's like one of those little I won't call it a cameo because it's a little more than that, but it's like yeah. this little these little scenes, mm -hmm. you know, that just really just make it, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked her, but you can continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, and that was it. You know, there and the, there were a couple of people who were recognizable. Frankie Faison, you mentioned Sean Patrick Thomas has a couple of scenes. Um, he's someone who's, you know, who has been visible and, you know, in, in projects over the years. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look, it seemed like there were a couple of other people that I just kind of recognized, but it, yeah, you know, to me, it was, you know, Haley Bennett is, you know, is, is uh, known to a degree. So, uh, and uh, Jamie Rennell, who uh, is, he's more of a character actor. Some of these people are, are more well regarded as character actors and, you know, you see them on TV a lot, or you see them in, you know, in kind of small to medium sized roles on, in movies. Um, and, and I, and I think this movie, this movie's ambiance is a little, it's, I, I think they were maybe, I don't want to say it like they were trying to lend credibility to the movie that, you know, to a movie that was, that could have been much lower budget, but I, I think their presence makes it a bit more mainstream, you know, as opposed to, like I said, to being something that's, you know, there there have been lots of movies um, made about, you know, these, like I said, these sort of social justice stories, and I hate to even use that term, but, um, you know, movies that are designed to depict a, a real life event that, um, you know, that is a historical event. Sometimes they're kind of forgotten historical events even, um, but this one, you know, the, I I think the the presence of of these kind of more well known actors kind of you know kind of makes this allows this to be a little bit of both a, a little bit of um, a little bit of um, independent filmmaking, but also kind of big time big um, kind of big bigger budget stuff as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean. I feel like that summed up your feelings about it. I feel like that was good because my next question was going to be, well, what are your final thoughts? I feel like that was a good place like to kind of stop. Um, I, I don't disagree. Like I said, this I feel like this hit a ceiling pretty early on mm -hmm. and it hit that ceiling. Like it met the ceiling, right? Yeah. It, it didn't get better than that for me, but um, I'm glad that I saw it. 
I'm glad it exists. I hope mm-hmm. it finds the audience that it's intended for, um, yeah. that it will hit harder. Because, uh, again, not everyone wants to – Again, I'm st- I just want to clarify something. I'm not saying that we should have seen a horror movie um, right. of right. those things. I don't know. I think this exact movie could have been executed better, and this would have been fine. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. uh, the performance is great. Keep 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 Dead uh, Deadweiler in here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, Till was uh, totally worth seeing. Um, if you've seen it, uh, listeners, and you agree or disagree, please hit us up. Medium Cool Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also email us at mediumcoolpod at gmail.com let us know what you think of uh of till it's a few months old now it should be coming out on streaming here pretty soon like i said if you're antsy to see it and you really want to you can buy it for 19.99 on amazon prime um virtually you can watch it or digitally i guess joe it's been too long brother you're gonna come on some more yeah soon all right anytime (laughs) all right man see ya All right, that was uh, Joe and I's opinions on the movie Till that came out in 2022. Um, if I had to guess, you won't see that on my list of top 10. Uh, but, you know, it is it is a good movie. You should check it out. It feels pretty Oscar-baity, like I said. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely give it a shot. See what you think. Um, it is an important story to be told, to be remembered. Um, it is just one of those kind of horrifying uh, stories that so many people know, you know, and I don't I'm not trying to compare tragedies when I say this. But when I first learned about the Emmett Till uh, lynching, you know, I I felt the same way I did when I learned about the Holocaust. And when I like there are like these certain fucked up events that just all almost get like categorized in the same place in my brain. It's just like, this is just ultimately fucked. You know what I mean? Like so messed up and disturbing. And so, uh, yeah, that's really what's going on there. Um, but the movie, the movie, despite going to the extent that I would like it to, again, not necessarily violence, just being more effective in the filmmaking aspects of it. Uh, it is a, just a, an interesting story to learn about. It's weird to say a good story or a fun story because the story is not fun at all. It's really sad, uh, but it's just, um, it's a very compelling, maybe a, a compelling thing to learn about and to know. So definitely check out till see what you think. And uh, depending on whether you agree or disagree or are either of them, actually let us know. Uh, but until then, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you guys. Good night. Good luck. Take it easy.